the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. You are listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. So I appreciate so much um, just all your support on social media. It's very, very encouraging and helpful. And I, I, I really appreciate just the responses and the recommendations that you have given. So thank you again. And I, I'm, I want you to know that I'm excited for 2022. I, I am. I, I wasn't maybe last year. I thought, wow. I'm, but I really think that there are some very exciting things that are going to be happening and some really good things that are going to be changing and occurring. And so I wanted to do today, because since it's the brand new year, I wanted to do this show about how to stay motivated and be inspired you know, and I just got done telling Jeremy, my amazing producer, I am demotivated and uninspired. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really glad that I'm doing this show today because, you know, motivation and inspiration, they're, they're tough to harness and to, to keep, you know, keep us going. I mean, many times it just, you know, we get uninspired and we get demotivated because we get kind of worn down and Maybe we thought we had something that we thought people would be really excited about and nobody seems excited. You know, maybe it just doesn't pan out. And so I I wanted to really talk about this today because this is one of the things that makes life worth living. If you have no motivation and no inspiration, it makes it tough to find anything good throughout your day. So I, can't, I, I looked up some different people and some of their sayings, and this one is by Thomas Carlyle, and he says, 
Let him who would be moved to convince others be first moved to convince himself. I like that. I'm going to read it again. Let him who would be moved to convince others be first moved to convince himself. And I thought, how appropriate for that to be the first one that I use on the show today. That if I'm moved to convince you to really stay motivated and look for inspiration, then I first must convince myself. So I came up with this saying then. And I said, we motivate to inspire, and we inspire to motivate. So it's kind of a round robin, right? We motivate to inspire, so we motivate people and they get inspired. And then we also inspire people to get them motivated. So what is motivation? Well, typically this is how it's explained. It's motivation is the inner drive to behave or act in a certain manner. So these inner conditions, such as wishes, desires, and goals, activate to move us in a particular direction or behavior. So it's this inner drive to behave or to act in a certain manner. So I want you to first and foremost think about what is it that really motivates me? What inspires me? What, what, what gets me going? And one of, sometimes one of the best ways to find out what inspires and motivates you is to think about what you'll argue about. Because many times arguing or being willing to really take on an argument with someone has some indications of what motivates and inspires you. Because if we really don't care, why would we argue? So think about that. What is motivation for you? It is the driving force that causes the flux from desire to will. That's what it does. It's the driving force that causes us to have that desire and will in life. It's one of the things that helps us get up in the morning. So what's inspirational? Let's talk about inspirational or inspiration. Now, this is something that makes someone want to do something or that gives someone like an idea about what to do or to create. It's a force or an influence that inspires someone. So many people are inspired by their children. So they're better people because they have children. Some people are inspired by great causes. Some people are inspired through religion. Some people are inspired by nature. And so think about what inspires you. What causes you to really take hold of something, have some energy around it, and really want to do something with it? And so the inspiration fuels the motivation. So think about this. What, what really, okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a force or an influence that inspires someone. It's a person, a place, an experience that makes someone want to do or create something. It, it's a good idea. Many times have you ever been sitting around with your friends and all of a sudden you start talking about something and together you come up with this idea and you think, we should make this happen. We should go do this, Right. Well, many times we have those and then, you know, like life just happens. And we think about it and we go, yeah, that is a really good idea. 
But then we get bogged down with whatever is going on in our life or the responsibilities, the requirements that we have in our life. So without inspiration, the best powers of the mind remain dormant. There is a fuel in us which needs to be ignited with sparks. And that was Johann Gottfried von Herder. That's who said that. There is a fuel in us which needs to be ignited with sparks. So again, I ask you, what motivates you? And you need to look at what motivates you. Because if the motivation to acquire something or goal is more about pleasure, is more about self-seeking, is more about, um, you know, image, is more about social climbing, is, is about wanting to be better than other people for the sake of being better, then we have to ask ourselves, how long is that motivation going, going to last if we're only inspired by things that are more worldly, maybe more selfish? And that, that doesn't mean that some inspirations don't start that way. But this is what's important for you to understand, something very special about being able to motivate and inspire others to accomplish good and meaningful exploits, to really permanently affect positive change in life or in another human being. There's something very special about that. And in order to accomplish this, you must believe in what you're doing. Not be ashamed or self-conscious about promoting it, and there must be passion. Now, I could stop the show right there because this is the whole reason that I wrote the show. This is my biggest problem. In order to accomplish this, you must believe in what you're doing. Now, I believe in what I'm doing. But the next part is I'm not to be ashamed or self-conscious about promoting it. Now, I have a hard time with self-promotion. I have, I have lots of assistants that help me. And I really appreciate them a lot because it's just a really hard thing for me to do. But promoting this show and the content and what it can do for people, that's not hard for me to promote. Because I want people to be healthy. And I have a lot of passion for humans. I love humans. Everything about them. I love to help them. I love to encourage them. I love to teach them. I love to heal them, whatever that may be. It is a great passion for me. And so I think everyone needs therapy. I tell everyone that they can benefit from some degree of personal growth or healing. And I've seen the results and I've experienced personally the effect of the therapeutic process. So I have great passion and belief in the process. See, no one needs to coerce me, talk me into, or quote-unquote make me be a therapist. I may get tired, and I do appreciate encouragement, but the motivation to do my job is purely internal. Seriously, I'd do it for free if I didn't have to make a living at it. This is how passionate I am about the health and well-being of humans. That is how committed I am to my vision and mission to serve and heal people. So once I recognized that, see, I used to think that my passion was performing, that my passion was music, that my passion was acting, dancing, whatever that was, 
because I, I love doing it. But in retrospect, I realized that a lot of the reason I liked performing in those ways is because of the positive effect it had on humans. They felt better. They felt inspired, encouraged. They relaxed a little bit. They had a sense of enjoyment. They got to let go of some of their stress. And maybe they were, they were inspired by some of the songs that I sang. And so it still goes back to my biggest motivation and inspiration is the health of humans. That's, that drives everything for me. And so I want you to really understand that every human has it. Sometimes it's just hard to find. Sometimes it's hard to identify. That's why I said, you know, I used to think it was performing. I love acting, singing, dancing, speaking, teaching, whatever it was. I love making people laugh. And see, I used to think that that was it until I realized that the true passion was simply the well-being of humans. So join me in the next segment as we talk more about motivation and staying inspired. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you check out all the podcasts that we have. Oh my goodness, there are so many. You can also go to the the radio station. You can go to Faith Talk, and the podcasts are there as well. So I really, really encourage you to listen to the ones that we've done in the past, and I appreciate you listening to today. And this is New Year's, and so we are talking about how to stay motivated and inspired. And so what is motivation? What is inspiration? And so we talked a lot about understanding that inspiration is the thing that really drives the motivation. But if I'm motivated, I also get inspired. So it's kind of a circular process. So one of the things that I learned is that I can't produce or sustain outside of me what is not inside of me. So at some point, whatever the inspiration and motivation is, it has to be internally inside of me. Now, it doesn't always have to start internally. It can start externally. You know, you can see an event. You can hear a story of someone overcoming. And it can... It can be outside of you as you integrate it internally, but you can't produce it or sustain it if it's not inside of you. So the outside emanates from the inside. So we work from the inside out. So it's very important that whatever you identify as a motivation for you or an inspiration is also attached to your value system. And that's really, really important. You need to understand what your value system is. Where do you stop? Where do you begin? Where do you end? What are you willing to say no to? What are you willing to, like, compromise on? What's a deal breaker for you? So these things are very important when you are considering 
motivation and inspiration. So this doesn't mean that we don't need external resources. I mean, hence the show you're listening to, right? But my attendance is an intrinsic act. It's emanating from within me. I'm not court-ordered to be here. So what I've learned throughout my life, through all the different roles I've played, is that when it comes to staying motivated and inspired, I need to regularly address and use these following concepts and questions that I'm going to give to you as a way to ensure that I'm doing and experiencing what I am also teaching, mentoring, and role modeling. So how do we stay personally motivated and inspired? Well, first, for, first and foremost, number one, do I believe in and, have, and do I have faith in what I am doing? That's very important. Because the motivation and the inspiration has to come from inside. It has to be intrinsic. You have to believe it. So ask yourself, do I believe in it? Do I have faith in what I'm doing? So John Quincy Adams, this is a very famous quote, and I love it. It says, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. So I know a lot of leaders in my life that don't talk very much. And then I know a lot of leaders that use words like I do, to really encourage, inspire, and motivate. So you have to find your own way. What are your actions that inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more, to become more? <clears throat> you see, I'm not, I'm not a very good salesperson. But when I believe in something, when I think it can change lives, when it has affected my life personally and positively, I have a great deal of energy to promote what works because I want others to experience what I have experienced. I want them to have what I have. So as a result, I become greatly motivated to motivate, <clears throat> excuse me, and inspire other people. You see, you can't motivate others if you're not motivated by your own vision, your own mission. If you don't believe in it, others won't either. Motivation and inspiration are very contagious just as negativity, cynicism, and skepticism are. Leaders motivate and must be intrinsically motivated. So this, this is tough because, you know, I'm not a good salesperson. So what I have found is that if I'm really doing what really motivates and inspires me, I don't really have to sell it. Now, I may let people know about it, and I may certainly give them ideas and why it works and why it's great to do and why they can benefit from it. But I'm not selling something that I don't believe in. And so if I don't believe in it, why would anyone else, right? So I must have passion and desire to promote what I believe in, in, that, in a way that's unique and authentic to me. So one of the ways that, that I certainly sell, quote-unquote sell, coaching and therapy and life uh, development and these types of things is simply by the way I interact with others. They like how they feel when they interact with me. 
that is motivating to them. They like how people change if they come and see me. They like the results. So this is different than self-promotion. What I'm doing is I'm promoting something that I know will be life-changing, will increase their productivity, will cause them to have so much more energy, to enjoy life so much more, and they will be one of the people on the planet that hurt people less. And if people are hurt by them, they heal them quickly. That's motivating to me. So let me, t- let me read you this one from Ronald Reagan. He says, I've always believed that a lot of the trouble in the world would disappear if we were talking to each other instead of about each other. Isn't that phenomenal? What an inspiring statement. A lot of the trouble in the world would disappear if we were talking to each other instead of about each other. And so much of my job is helping people talk about themselves. And as they talk about themselves and learn themselves, they are better able to talk to others. So I want you to ask yourself, do I know my people? Am I committed to my people? What are their needs? What are their gifts? Am I willing to research information on working with and communicating with different types of people, different generations, different cultures? Am I managing the pain and struggles of my own life? What's the story of my life? What's a day in my life like? How do I manage my own moments? How do I manage the negativity that I might have to experience in my own life so that I stay inspired and motivated? Am I able to do some self-healing? Am I able to hold myself accountable? Am I able to forgive myself? Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about really how we manage pain and struggles of this life and still stay motivated. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining with me today. And we are talking about how to be motivated and stay inspired. I want this year to really be an amazing year. And remember, we only get one at a time. So once this year is over, we don't get to go back and revisit it. So let's really prepare for 2022 and what that really means. I mean, I I never dreamed of 2022. So life and time keeps going. So we're talking about how do we know about inspiration and motivation and how imperative that is to have a fulfilling life. You know, the question, why am I here, right? So this is imperative that we understand and that the need itself is not the call. And I love that saying. That's by Charles Hummel. And he says the need itself is not the call. And this is where you want to make sure that 
just because there's a need doesn't mean it's calling you and does not mean it's your calling. So we have to practice good boundaries. I have to practice good self-care. How personally am I taking people's feelings? Am I practicing forgiveness? Am I letting the relational process cause me to mature and deepen as a person so that I become someone that has more resiliency and flexibility and I'm less judgmental? Or am I trying to get all my needs from the people I'm supposedly trying to inspire? Am I struggling with perfectionism or control? So when we think about this, I want us to go back to kind of, let's go back to the basics. So Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Well, what does that mean? That means if, if, if I don't see farther than what's just in front of me, I have no motivation. I have no will to live. What's the point of living? Think about people that are incarcerated. They have no vision for their life other than the day that they die in prison, apparently. And so they slowly perish before they ever pass away. So think about this. What is the point of all this? How am I doing, you know, how am I making work what I'm what I'm trying to make work. What is my thing? It has to mean something to me. And so what's very important about this is it all goes back to, again, self-care. When we've talked so much about self-care, last week we talked about the greatest gift you could give someone is taking care of the one that they love. So I want you to ask yourself, am I taking care of myself? Am I taking advantage of other leaders' experiences? Excuse me, my goodness. Other leaders' courage, their motivation, or their inspiration? Or am I trying to do it all on my own? So am I losing sight of the big picture and going off in my own direction? And what many times that means is I've lost sight of the, the original mission or vision. So is the mission or the vision being diluted or muddied or altered by the people that I'm surrounding myself with or my own fatigue. See, remember, we're all in this together to accomplish a greater thing. So ask yourself, where's your faith? What are you believing in? If you're only believing in you and your abilities, I can promise you that you're going to wear out very quickly and you're going to become very disillusioned. So your faith has to be in something bigger than you. It has to be in, in some type of concept or idea that you know is going to have a positive effect on either the people in your life or, or a greater amount of people. Maybe it will simply explode. Who knows? So faith is, is the bigger picture. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're talking about religion, but we are talking about faith. Faith in the value of humans. Faith in the need to fight evil. See, if you don't have faith, then I encourage you to find it. And not find it in another person. And not find it in yourself. Now, we all need to have faith in ourselves, but that doesn't mean that I'm depending on me for the bigger picture all the time. 
because I'm going to let myself down. And we have to be willing to know that mistake-making is part of the process of learning and that we need to believe the best in another person. We're all mistake-making people of different kinds, different levels. So I want you to believe the best in others, and that means you as well. So we have one more segment as we talk more about what is this idea of inspiration and motivation. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And we left off in this last segment as we were talking about Proverbs 29:18, which says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And so we're talking about this idea of what am I believing in? And if the only thing I'm believing in is me, we need to be kind of careful because we will let ourselves down. So we do need to have faith. And I want you to ask yourself, what do you believe in? What is your faith? doesn't necessarily have to be a religion. So this helps us not be a lone ranger. This helps us to really make sure that we're not getting exhausted and burned out. And so think about this. We need to know our enemy. When I am really working on staying motivated, being inspired, following through with all the things that are going to make that big thing happen, which means I have to do a lot of little things and that I don't really like, I have to ask myself, where, where is the enemy here? And James Allen, this is what he says. He says, he who has conquered doubt and fear has conquered failure. Doubt has killed more splendid projects, shattered more ambitious schemes, strangled more effective geniuses, neutralized more superb efforts, blasted more fine intellects, and thwarted more splendid ambitions than any other enemy of the human race. I love that. So what personally motivates, inspires me? What personally motivates and inspires you? So do you have habits or behaviors that sabotage that? So what's uninspiring? What's demotivating to you? Are you your own worst enemy? So how do you talk to yourself? Do you care for yourself? Do you practice things like mentoring or teaching from people? Are your priorities in order? How about this? Is the quote-unquote good really the enemy of the best? Because, see, sometimes we strive so much for perfection, we miss how good it can be. And I love this. I tell this to clients all the time. Are you majoring in the majors or, or majoring in the minors? Because sometimes we get so caught up in the weeds that we can't even see the forest through the trees, right? So sometimes it's better to be in relationship than to be right. So let me say that to you again. Sometimes it's, it's better 
to be in relationship, manage the relationship then to always be right. So ask yourself, what is your kryptonite? Well, I can tell you one of my, a kryptonite for me, the thing that really just takes all the air out of me and flattens me is mean people. I really struggle with people that are mean, that are negative. So how am I managing my own emotional and relational world? Where are my priorities? How am I handling criticism? So maybe I need to use motivational quotes or devotional material. Maybe I need to read people's biographies or autobiographies to help me stay inspired and motivated and to give me perspective. So what are some things that uniquely inspire and motivate you? So when we talk about, am I my own worst enemy? I want you to think about this. This is a saying that I came up years and years ago. And it says, I have to think enough about myself so that I don't have to think about myself. So let me say that one more time. I have to think enough about myself so that I don't have to think about myself. See, if I refuse to think about myself, then I end up needing a lot of thought because I'm going to mess up a lot. I'm going to overwork or underwork. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the wrong people. I'm going to say the wrong thing because I'm not really connected enough to myself to be able to support myself and encourage myself and be able to take time in order to be myself. So I want you to think about that. Do you think enough about yourself so that you don't have to think about yourself? See, I can't stay motivated and inspired if I'm not taking good care of myself. If I don't value me, this world will eat me alive, chew me up, and spit me out. One of the most difficult things as an adult is that I cannot depend on the external or the outside world to meet my internal inside needs. See, children, they don't really have an internal world per se. Their internal world is one of imagination and feelings only. Our job as adults is to manage our own internal world and to help children create and sustain an internal world they want to live in. Now, that's a big job. Let me say that one more time. If we have children, our jobs as adults is to manage their internal world find out what's going on with them all the time, is to, is to really understand their internal world and to make sure that their internal inside needs are met. And so if we do that for them, they grow up being able to do it for themselves. So this is why we want to protect children from the world. See, if, if they are dependent on the external world, it can kill them. And they can be easily victimized. But if we don't grow up and develop an outside world, an adult that does the outside world, we will continuously give our little child, our inside world, to that big, unsafe outside world. So I want you to be kind to yourself. Because this creates resiliency and energy. And the kinder you are to yourself, the greater capacity you have to love others. 
Now, there's a difference between kindness and indulgence. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with indulgence every now and then. But if we're using indulgence as a way to manage our pain, we're going to end up with a lot of addictions, most, most likely. So we want to be able to work on how we talk to ourselves so that I can be a friend to me. So Luke chapter 6, verse 35, this is out of the Message Bible. It says, I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives toward us, generous, generously and graciously, even when we're at our worst. Our Father is kind. You be kind. So when I read that verse, I, you know, I've read it many, many times, but I all of a sudden got this epiphany. I thought, oh my goodness, he's talking to me about my inside world. He's saying, love your enemy. Well, I am oftentimes my own enemy. And he's saying, help yourself without expecting a big return. You won't regret it. Live out your God identity the way, you're, and the way your father loves toward you and lives toward you, generously and graciously. Give to yourself generously and graciously, even when you're at your worst. So our father is kind. I need to be kind. So a kinder, gentler relationship starts with you. This is one of the ways you stay motivated and inspired. If you're worn out, beat up, doubting yourself, feeling like you don't measure up, and then you say those things and double down on yourself, it's going to be impossible to stay inspired, to be motivated. So I teach people how to treat themselves. And I teach others how to treat others. So when you think about that everything I do I'm encouraging you to do toward me. And everything I'm doing toward you, I'm encouraging you to do it back toward me. So I know that sounds kind of complicated, but I want you to think about it. It's the same thing as I, I, I get what I give. So how I talk to myself, how I treat myself, what I'm willing to tolerate, teaches people how to treat me. So we are what our thoughts have made us. So take care about how you think. Words are secondary. Thoughts live and they travel very far. So what's inside of you? Would others want to live there? I I've told people, you know, there was many times in my life where I just wanted to unzip myself and get out. You know, and, and I had to remind myself, you can't produce outside of yourself what's not inside of you. This means that if anyone interacts with me for any length of time, they will begin to experience my internal world. And so we can only fake it for so long. This is why I remind people of McDonald's. It's a 90-day probationary period because at the end of 90 days, it's usually we see who you really are. So this is not to discourage. This is to understand the point of being a part of something bigger than you. It's intended to change you. It's a place to help you help others as you are helped to be the best version of you. 
This is what happens in groups, whether it be at church, family, philanthropic groups, you know, your, your work world. We choose to let the efficiency work for us. That is, while we're developing, mentoring, supporting other people, we have an environment that now is positively changed. So the, uh, a, famous, um, a famous thing that we use as therapists, it's called the Johari window. And we have the known self, that's things we know about ourselves and others know about us. And then we have a hidden self, that's things we know about ourselves, but we don't let other people know. Then we have a blind self, and that's the things that others know and know about us, but we don't know. And then we have the unknown self. And these are the things neither we nor other people know about us. Only God knows. So I want you to think about this idea of how beautifully and complicated you are. How wonderfully made you are. And so pain is one of God's megaphones to a deaf world. That's by C.S. Lewis. And unfortunately, pain is many times the greatest motivator. So I want you to think about values. Do you value you? Do you value your ideas? Do you value the impressions that God is maybe giving to you? You are the only one that can impact the world in your way. You are a one-time occurring person. You are unique and cannot be replicated. I want you to be inspired. I want you to be motivated to change the world in only the way that you can. You may do similar things, but you're still going to do them in your way. So really take heart about this. This is the new year. And I want you to be motivated to do your world in the way that only you can. And to be able to be inspired enough to inspire those around you to be the best version of who they can be. So I want you to be the best version of you. No condemnation. No self-hatred. Just an experience. Just working hard at being you. Have a great rest of your week and Happy New Year. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please 
take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.